And then Mario right, Brothers right, 2, right. people are like, this ain't even fucking, what is this? This ain't close. And they came back and nailed with Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> so it's like, I still like, you can still like 2. It just kind of doesn't have that same, it doesn't feel the yeah. same as 1. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 59 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. If you have not, please subscribe. Leave five stars. Let a friend know. If you want to shoot us an email, some of your thoughts, hit us up at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the Mab King, most awesome. Oh. I like it. How you doing, like brother? It. This is an exciting weekend, right? I mean, everyone talks about it. This weekend, we got NBA playoffs. Yeah. We've got uh, the Masters for those golf aficionados out there. Then we got uh, yeah. we got some TV. We got some Game of Thrones coming at us. And then on Monday, television. we have a little television. Then on Monday, <laughs> as you're listening to this, all of our, our no members out there, you know, sending in that check or getting that check back from Uncle Sam. Oh, Big day. yeah. Big day in life. Yeah. Ugh, I don't get as excited about tax season. All uh, right, guys. Oh. We have a big rundown for you guys. We're doing RIP. We're doing a magic vanishing act. We're going to hit one little email from the inbox. We're going to jump into the Neapolitan showdown. We're doing top three HBO shows in honor of Game of Thrones. They're not going to be on the list, but we'll hit our other threes. We're going to do the Brandana Gambling Corner. We're talking NBA championship odds. That's right. The playoff picture is set. Dump in there and do our take. We're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. come on. All right, Ripped, a magic vanishing act. Why are we talking about that mm. this week, brother? We're talking about it because everybody's been talking about it. It is Magic Johnson retiring or resigning abruptly from uh, the Lakers as uh, the team president of basketball operations. Uh, yeah, so what the fuck? Yeah. I don't like <laughs> – this is like – so it's not – what's really hitting me, and you could probably talk to it a little bit more, is just kind of – it's the timing, right? And it's just kind of like mm-hmm. how he did it. How he just kind of showed up, didn't really tell anybody. And he was just like, oh, I'm, I'm done. And the, and the craziest thing is, is in the conference, he talked about having him, Jeannie Buss, and uh, the, the owner of the Lakers. And, uh, well, part owner with, a, with the other Buss kids. But uh, she basically leads the ship there. And then uh, general manager, Rob Palinka, they had like a three-hour meeting the day before. Just kind of talking yeah. about everything, getting getting all stuff ready, and then he just rolls up into the into the game, uh, the final game of the season. Is like, yeah, um, I'm just, we're, I'm not going to be the I'm not going to be the team president anymore. I'm out. I'm so done. it's crazy. I how be magic. Yeah, it's crazy how he did this. Like there, there's a uh, okay. So I, I guess we'll get on the bigger questions. I want to know, like mm-hmm. you know, kind of a little bit of that curse of just because you're great on the court doesn't necessarily mean you're great in the office. 
we don't have to get directly mm. at that. Let's just kind of look at the the micro with the actual team. Isn't this kind of like a weird time to give up on this? Like, if they land Anthony Davis, is he still there? Is he trying to run away from a sinking ship? Because it, it just seemed like, you know, the, the puzzle pieces were going into place. Like, you, you talk to LeBron James, you got him there, like, step one, check. And then if you got to make coaching changes or whatever, like, that's the next hurdle. Like, uh, what's what's your best instinct on why the departure happened like this? Yeah, I think uh, I think he is getting in front of what is an impending shit show. Um, the Lakers haven't been good, and they haven't been good for a while. And yeah. I know that doesn't sound crazy, but when when you actually think about it, the Lakers have the most since 2013. The Lakers have the most losses of basically anybody in the league. Only the the Knicks have as many losses at 329 losses in the last six years. That's, wow, that's crazy, crazy to me when you. Th- yeah, when you think about it, it's crazy. And so I think Magic, who alluded to in the conversation, is really about he wants to he wants to be Magic. He wants to have fun. He wants to do Magic things. And I, as much as anything, I think he wants to preserve that brand. And he wants to be an ambassador because it's a much more safe position to be at versus going to his former team who cannot then recreate that Showtime Laker uh, effect also, he's probably witnessing all the, the, the shittiness around it and realized this is going to be a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to show up and I'm going to be magic and we're going to re- recreate Showtime Lakers. And uh, no, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of hard work. And I thought un, um, unceremoniously uh, or unceremonious, you know, dirty work that you have to do as a team president. Like it's not. It's not just getting LeBron. It's all the day-to-day stuff that he's not doing that just probably isn't that fun, and he doesn't really want to do it. So, uh, probably what to, to what level that other competitive franchises are. So is he just like almost like a little bit of like a good time Sally, like a fair-weather fan? Like when things are going good, like he'll be there and he'll have a good time, but if things aren't going bad, he doesn't want his name associated with it? I think there is something to that. I mean, and you and I, we've, we've talked about it. I think we were talking about it off-air that, uh, you know, we were listening to a podcast. It was a Bill Simmons one. I think as we've shot it out to Bill Simmons once or twice here, but uh-huh. he had on a gentleman that was talking, and he was talking about that. Like historically, like Magic has had this. Mm-hmm. We were talking about on the, on the text thread. It's like, oh, he's going to be the coach. No, no, no. He's already been the coach before. He bailed on that. He pulled the ripcord real quick on that. And I didn't realize that he pulled the ripcord so quickly. I thought it was ratings on that, that Magic Hour, that 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 late night talk show that he had. Yeah. But apparently, he just he just quit on that too. And so historically, this is something that he kind of. If if the going gets tough, then he's I not gonna stick around. Going. Yeah. He gets going, yeah. And uh it's weird. You would think like the the competitive fire as an athlete would do that, but but maybe those it's 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 one of those things. I think we you, you were kind of leaning to it toward it the other uh earlier on the top of the show. It's like when you are a superstar like all world player, it is sometimes hard to wrap your mind around other people that maybe don't want it as bad as you or aren't willing to sacrifice as much as you are or just don't get it at the same level that you get it. And then, especially when it's in basketball, I could see him being in business and, and being very successful because he's able to delegate and basically he's a, he's a, he could be a closer and an ambassador there and everyone wants to be, you know, make a deal with him. But on the day-to-day stuff, like if you're not, if you're not on the same level as Magic, maybe he gets, maybe he kind of tosses his hands up and like, what am I doing here? What's Actually, the point of this? That's good. You know what? I think that's a great point, brother. Is I also think there's the, um, there's the aspect of if you're like, 
all-worldly athlete, top 10 basketball, professional basketball player in the world all time, mm-hmm. like to go into a, like another venture where you might not necessarily be the best at it, like maybe you're just not used or equipped to deal with the struggles of being maybe mediocre at being like, you know, president of basketball operations. Yeah, it's I, I, I can't think of it too often. Like Wayne Gretzky wasn't a great uh, uh, head coach in the NHL. Yeah. Um, if you think back, I mean, Jordan's been a mediocre owner um, for the for the Hornets. I, 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 I struggle to find like a really like a an all world upper echelon like top twenty five of their at their position. The only one that I can really think of is Larry Bird, but he was more in that team president role with the Pacers, where he I think he won an executive of the year. But I I don't. Th- I, and maybe it was just kind of the, the the perfect like everything all just came together in in Indianapolis for him. But aside from that, I can't think of. And it wasn't like it was this long tenure. It was a pretty short run. He just his body couldn't hold up. You know, Phil Jackson historically like as a as a beyond, beyond just a coach like was not a great day to day guy in the front office for the Knicks. It just wasn't. Yeah. So it's like uh, wh- you know where where. Where are those superstars? How can they correlate to that next phase? I don't think it is. If you've seen the guys that have done it or the guys that, that have had to work every day, the, you know, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge has won a lot, but Danny Ainge wasn't a superstar. He was a great athlete, but he wasn't a superstar. He's a really good GM for the Celtics. Okay, that's great. And so I'm going to go with that. I think my big takeaway, and I like the point that you brought up, is it, they're not used to beat around people that don't want it as much as they do. And I'm sure that can get hard because you're on paper. You're like, this is what I know what it fucking takes. Like I won fucking championships on the court. I know the kind of people I need, but all just the logistics of getting those people or the hurdles. Um, All right, brother, real fast. That's my takeaway. Can we talk a little bit about the future of the Los Angeles Lakers? Not just the Magic Johnson thing. uh, Hot off the presses. Little uh, little Mab update. Uh, Luke Walton's fired. He's out also. Uh, I I don't think. I I don't think. no one's like, hey, we're missing that final piece we needed to win the championship and head coach Luke Walton. But the thing is just like, <laughs> so the Lakers swung and miss on Anthony Davis. We know it's big free agency time coming up this summer. Are the Lakers in fucking trouble? I think the Lakers are in big trouble. I think the Lakers are in trouble um, top down. Jeannie Buss, uh, I said this to you off air, I think she needs to sell the, the team. Like, I think they just need – new blood throughout that franchise but if you want to go like just on a basketball level sure. who are they getting what yeah. sort of assets do they have <coughs> you have you have brandon ingram who's got a deep vein thrombosis in his arm that is just that no one knows what's going to be in his future yeah you have lonzo ball who they had a they were like his old manager and the guy that sold two million bucks for him almost had him do ankle surgery over the offseason that they weren't aware of. Yeah. So they had to throw their bodies in front of that. They had to fly him out of Ohio to go come back and, and talk him out of having just impromptu ankle surgery. You've got Rob Palinka, who has a who's their GM. Who uh, who has a history of being a, a, a snake? So Rob Palinka was an agent for Kobe back in the day. Um, uh, he was Co- uh, Carlos Boozer. Remember Carlos Boozer? He was Carlos oh, yeah. Boozer's agent. Um, and then for those deep NBA fans that don't remember this, Carlos Boozer was embroiled in this first like basically like renege of a of a contract agreement where they screwed the Cleveland Cavaliers 
and he they basically leveraged the Cleveland to let him out of his agreement so he could take a much fatter payday in Utah. Uh, go look that story up. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of the mastermind of that. And then just uh, two seasons ago, Larry Nance Jr., who when they traded to the Cavs, you know, to kind of make that last run for LeBron out there, Larry Nance Jr., who was playing for the Lakers at the time, came to Rob Palenka, said, hey, my wife and I are thinking about buying a house here, and I know, you know, the trade deadline's coming up. Like, what should I do? Rob Palenka was like, no, 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 don't worry. Buy the house. Buy the house. Don't worry about it. Buy the house. You're you're not going anywhere. Guess what happened? He Fucking got traded to the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, and then man. and then Kyle Kuzma did the same thing and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about settling down roots." So everyone kind of realized like this is a this is a deeper shit show. And this goes back to what we're saying about Magic. Palinka Why does Magic this? The Stinker. Palinka the Stinker. Uh, can I tell you a little a uh, little story about Rob Palinka and and one most awesome? Of course, awesome. brother. Of course, that's what this podcast is for. That's what we have the oh, platform. The, Let's hear it. I got. A, I got a deep. Uh, it's a deep story. Uh, so Rob Polinka played on the uh, University of Michigan. Played with the Fab Five. He was like a senior. Uh, young, most awesome. Went to uh, Spring Hill, a little basketball camp up in Everett, Michigan, and we had uh, an impromptu dunk contest where one Rob Polinka was the uh, was the judge. I almost brought down the house with with a little up and under dunk move that I missed on a little eight foot rim. Oh, Rob Palenka, oh yeah! Was like oh, it was uh, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it was gonna be a a monster uh, jam from a thirteen year old. But uh, yeah, so Rob Palenka judged me in a dunk contest. That's why I love you, brother. I love how honest you are. You could have easily told that story, not said the height <laughs> of the rim, and let us all kind of assume like did that motherfucker? He didn't dunk. There's no fucking way. Like we're all maybe it was nine foot, maybe it was eight, but you just. Honestly, best oh, yeah. foot forward. Uh, also, brother, okay, so real fast, I'll present it again. Obviously, LeBron James isn't enough to just win a championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. They got to get somebody there. What's the biggest name? What's the biggest name they add over the next two years? Mm. Who can you picture going in there? I'm not saying who they want. Like who? Who could you hear? And you're just like, all right, that makes it. Because obviously, like, there ain't gonna be no Kyrie Irvin. They've already right. they tried to do that, you know, motorcycle and sidecar, and that did not work out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not going to be like I, you know, I don't, I don't picture to Kevin Durant or anything. Like, is there a name that you see possibly coming to LA to at least get him in the talks of getting, you know, a three seed and making a little bit of a run to give LeBron James that chip that he wants to bring to LA? I, I really don't know because I don't even know. Like Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis was out on record saying that he liked Luke Walton, that he thought it was a good thing that Luke Walton was in LA. Like he liked that camp. Yeah. So now he's not even there. So who, who are they bringing in? I don't know. I, I think that they I think that they overpay. I think that they overpay for guys that uh, that 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 are upcoming in here that they're gonna just throw money at because they missed out on all the top free agents. And that's like Bogdan Bogdanovich from from the Pacers. I mean, he's making like ten million bucks this year. He's he's done really well. He's a good shooter. They're, they they got to get away from this idea of not having multiple ball handlers on there and just let LeBron breathe the primary guy and surround him like with shooters like they did in cleveland so many times before so that i mean that's i mean that's what i see like i don't see anthony davis how's anthony davis gonna help lebron james at this point in his career yeah on the court running pick and roll yeah on the court like just running high pick and rolls like where's the shooting where's the where's the floor spacing coming from yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's still got to be another piece there. Anthony Davis, a little bit to me. Does he have a like a little bit of what we saw happen with? Um, 
shit, what was oh fuck, I can't remember. What, what's our boy? Uh, the Superman tattoo for Orlando, and then oh, he went Dwight to Howard. Dwight yeah. Howard, yeah. Was there anybody stock that dropped fucking faster than Dwight Howard? Everyone loved Dwight Howard, and then like you kind of as he started moving through free agency, you're just like, oh, this guy's like a little bit of a whiner. This is the guy's like a little bit of you know like not. Like not necessarily like a role model, and I'm seeing like a little, you know, Anthony Davis like flipping off fans or whatever. Like I, I'm sure he heard shit, and I, I know it's very hard to openly want to leave a market for the betterment of mm-hmm. your brand for your career, and to kind of have mm-hmm. to have that middle phase while you're fading out. But I don't know. Like I'm getting a little bit of that, like that attitude, a little. That's a you can kind of see the see behind the scenes a little bit. Like it's a I'm seeing I'm picking up a little childish thing, but maybe that's not fair of me also. It could, well, yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, I, I think he's a little more dedicated to the game than Dwight was. Dwight was just like a all-world athlete and like <laughs> ate like you know candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like historically, like Dwight Howard ate like uh, you know Snickers bar like just routinely. I mean, it was nuts. So I think he's a little bit more dedicated than Dwight Howard. But yeah, I think it could show a little bit of immaturity and and could show. I mean the the. Um, the head coach Alvin Gentry talked about about just a, what a bad situation was in in New Orleans, but also too like I, I definitely think like maybe it's a little immaturity on Anthony Davis's part, kind of really listening to Rich Paul and maybe his the people around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah And maybe yeah. that's maybe that's one of those things where it's like maybe he's just getting just bad info. He's got bad people to lean on around, and he's. He's making poor choices because even Alvin Gentry said he's like he's a good kid. I like him. Like he's a straight up good person. So it's I think he's just being he's just being misled, and I don't know. It's a it, you know I mean you can you imagine being twenty five and having all this pressure, all this money, all this uh, um, you know everyone having an, an opinion about every little small thing that you do. I mean that's got to be an, a, a tough thing, a, a, just a, a just a world of pressure you must be living in, and you don't know who to trust on any given uh, you know night. So you you put your trust in your you know people close to you, your your agents, but everyone else has like these side motivations that might not be aligned with. Hey, just get me to a spot where I can play the best basketball, win a championship. Obviously, like make a shit ton of money, but I'm not going to not get paid that because of the way the NBA is structured. But then how do you come off like like you said, public perception of how I'm handling my business? That's a that's a very delicate thing to balance. All right, that's fine, that's fine. All right, we'll keep him we'll keep him friend of the podcast. Relax, <laughs> relax. I, I was saying Anthony Davis and he's Steph Curry, just everyone just fucking pumped their breaks. Ooh. I was just questioning. Ooh. All right, real fast, just because I know I ask you this question like once every other week, but because the new information came to light. Over under LeBron championships in Los Angeles, I'm gonna put it at point five. You want the over under on that? In, in how many years? You cut, you kind of broke up on me there. Oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, circling back, I'm saying um, over under on championships that LeBron James wins as a Los Angeles Laker, over under 0.5. Oh, I'm taking that under. Taking the under? Not? He's not going to pull it under. off. He's got this year and next year, and he's got a player option in year four. And he's going to go um, somewhere else? Damn. I, I, don't, I don't see it. He's going to start He's going to start a Shaquille O'Neal tour? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, wouldn't that be nuts? Wouldn't that be nuts for him to play like on like four different franchises towards the end of his career? Yeah, that would, would be a, yeah. that would be a real sad thing to see with LeBron. I don't think we're quite quite there just yet. Well, I, okay. So here's Jesus. Okay, then we'll, then we got to get out of the segment. The reason I can see it is because every like he went to Miami to just get you know to get it off his back and to actually just get one in the can. It's like, all right, I got my championships. Right. I play with my friend. Come back to Cleveland because he's like, I owe Cleveland one. Got to do that. 
goes to Los Angeles because he wants to build, you know, just kind of his brand, expand his empire, and also bring one to one of the most storied franchises of all time, and kind of, quote unquote, kind of do it on his own, you know, by pulling people in. So I, I don't, I think he really, but I think once he leaves here, then to me he's just chasing rings, and I think that chase can just like, I, I don't think there's any. If he leaves Los Angeles, like he's not going back to Cleveland, he's. I don't know where he'll end up, but it'll be a franchise that he hasn't played on, and then that just opens the doors. Just like, well, who? It's been four now. Who gives a shit? Let's just keep running around. Can I can I tell you the team that I've heard recently that might be a, a shocker to that? That might be a shocker, like a sport. Like yeah, what, what is it that people that people would be surprised for him to go to? Oh yeah, being yeah. maybe possibly traded to is the Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, because because they're trying to keep because they're desperate to keep uh, Giannis there. Yeah. I heard this from Rick Rick Buecher the other day, uh, NBA insider guy, and he was like postulating that some GMs were talking about it, that the the Milwaukee Bucks could be that they could push the chips in the middle to appease Giannis and bring LeBron in, mm. which would be a wild that would be a wild scenario. That'd be really really fucking interesting. All right, let's dog ear that. I want to talk about that more. We'll jump back into that. Uh, Lord knows we'll have time coming up in June and July. All right, MAB <laughs> inbox. Uh, Who's uh, so we got this from uh, Maber writes in. Who's the odds-on favorite to go to jail first? Uh, they give us a little list here: Lori Laughlin, Felicity Huffman, Allison Mack, uh, Cersei Lannister. Ooh, little little that's hot cross pollination there. Yeah, get right. in there. All ladies too. All oh all yeah, ladies. all ladies. That's, okay, so uh, so for i'm sure you guys know lori laughlin lori laughlin felicity huffman obviously got caught up in uh buying their kids into college uh allison yeah. mack is kind of in the middle of the uh, human trafficking sex ring secret society uh actress in smallville got that going and then uh Cersei lannister is of course uh the the uh game of thrones well, I, was, yeah. I don't even know what title right. to give her. The queen? I was just like, yeah, you, you, you know her. You, you know yeah, her when exactly. you Exactly, yeah. The brother fucker. Yeah, I yeah, got it. Yeah, there we go. I didn't want to <laughs> paint her with that brush. but Right, spoiler you know, alert, everyone, for those a, that watch A woman it. builds a thousand bridges. You sleep with one brother. Oh, I know, right? Uh, um, well, it's good, too, because we got Game of Thrones coming out. So, I, I mean, truthfully, yes, and, truthfully. And, and all honestly, it should be Allison Mack. I don't know if you've read that. That that story is a wild, wild story. <laughs> yeah, that's it's and it's it's insane. It's frightening, and uh, I yes. I definitely I had Allison Mack as my leader in the clubhouse. Well, because thankfully too, like it's not even like she's already pled guilty. Like the rest of these, right. like the rest of these jail times are kind of. I mean, seriously, could get fucking beheaded on her way to you know you never know on that show like who sure who has any idea. So I I can't put I can't put uh, that as the odds on favorite, but. Yeah, Allison Mack pleaded guilty and going to do the time she much deservedly needs to do. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, as you said, human human trafficking. Uh, I mean, sex slavery. She was part of this occult that was this, like, self-help thing that was – she was basically a recruiter, for those that don't know, that was really trying to reach out to powerful women throughout uh, Hollywood and entertainment and uh, – you know, business and things like that, and really trying to bring these women into, yeah. I don't even know, I can't even remember, I don't have the notes in front of me about what the what the thing that this guy, this Kenneth or Keith, or do you have the notes in front of you? Uh, I, I don't, I but look. I don't remember his name. What Wasn't this, the, this is the, uh, they got the tattoos also, right? They're like the little yes, tattoos. Yes, they got branded. Were they, were, they were branded, they were branded. Yeah. With, uh, with this, like, this, like, secret little, like, moniker for, 
um, for it. It's uh, it's really oh, just a scary thing when you think of it. And she was like, the the thing that I find really interesting. It's it's. I mean, she had her her like you know cup of coffee in Hollywood, but it's not like she was this like a list sure. celebrity. But yeah, she yeah. she was she was she was um, oh. Nexium or next Nexvium or something like that. Nexium, yeah. Was. Nexium. Yeah, and she was like, she was like, then in charge of recruiting all these people that you know she was trying to try and bring in there for, oh Keith Rainier, Keith Rainier. That's all right, let's get that is. piece of shit's name out there. All right. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not coming up as our MVP of the week. That's for no, sure. No, not at all. So Allison Mack, yeah, you should be doing you should be doing a bid up in up in county. Yeah, and then so she's uh, doing a real stand. And, and Lori Laughlin and Felicity Hoffman, um, are they really going to get jail time? Or can That's we? Just, say, can I we, know. I know. Can we move think, on from this and just like give them probation th- and let's let's move on? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to get super close. Like you know, my head's not exploding. It is like really a shitty example of just like privilege and all that shit and just like playing outside the rules and it's sure like do, do i think these ladies need to be doing hard time like i don't uh-uh. i don't well it's it's fine whatever courts decide but it's also like i'm not like protesting anything if they end up like not behind bars but i do i do feel like i remember reading an article that Lori laughlin is upset that she didn't take a plea deal because now like she's all in like if she does if she yeah. is found guilty, they're throwing fucking money laundering at her. Like they're just they're throwing the rap sheet. So she's kind of like overextended on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. She she could end up in uh in the pokey, that's for sure. And she even said like she didn't think it was as serious as what it was, and that's why she didn't take the the, the plea deal, which is like just plea it out, man. You don't wanna you don't wanna risk it. Just plea it out. Yeah. And like you said earlier, seriously, Lannister, like they ain't no jail in, in Game of Thrones. Like you get killed, or you exactly. kill. Like it's, it's yeah. either it's one or the other. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. There's no middle ground. There's no like nope. doing five to seven, you know, in uh, some 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 jail in uh, Westeros. Like it, it ain't exactly. happening. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. She's, a, Mac. she's not in a holding cell, You're... right? Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, let's. Uh, it's high noon, motherfucker. Speaking of Game of Thrones, Ooh. let's get into this. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright brother, Neapolitan Showdown What started out as rankings of fucking ice cream flavors Has brought us here This week we are debating Slash ranking the top three HBO shows who ever exist in honor of Game of Thrones last season. This series of just like feature film after feature film is just going to roll out every Sunday, kicking off, right. uh, kicking off starting this week. It's going to be quite the close. Um, all right, I will take the ball out. So we're talking, it's not TV, it's HBO. I had a few little things right. that I wanted to talk about and bring up, but I got to in my number three slot, I have six feet under. I brought the show up before. Yes. The only reason, so it's um, it's a slow burn, but it's got my boy Peter Krause. It's it's an incredible cast. Over at the top, I think they talk about the ending of the show. They kind of over. So here's my problem with the ending. They like everyone loves it and whatever. It's the flash forward through time. Uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. I mean, like on all these spoilers, it came out fucking like 12 years ago. So you're obviously <laughs> right, over right. it or not interested. But it does have uh, I don't know the. 
the aging makeup look weird to me. Did you see Six Feet Under? It's been I did. I, I watched the first few episodes or the first few seasons, I should say. Um, I don't remember, which makes me leads me to believe that I didn't actually watch the series finale. Yeah. Like so many of these shows that I was like running down on HBO, like on my HBO list, I was like, oh, I remember watching like two seasons of it, but I was like, how the fuck did Boardwalk Empire end? I don't remember. Oh like, yeah, I remember being like really interested and invested in Boardwalk Empire for like two seasons, and then that was that. And yeah. I and I know there was more than that. So it I is- think it was the same thing with with. Um, with it and i with uh six feet under um i think we own like i think we own all the seasons i think we have like the box set i think dr mrs commission got one uh all the seasons i think for like christmas one year oh yeah it's it's good like i like i love it a lot here and another maybe mark against it is i'm not sure it's super rewatchable like i do like i have it on you know my top 10 my top 10 tv series of all time and it's Probably my only one in that top ten spots that I haven't circled back and watched again. But it's because it's because awesome it's a heavy is. watch. It's it's a heavy it watch. Is. Plus, I mean the 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 arc of that show, like an individual show with like the person dying in the very beginning, and then like kind of the thematically like building back into the episode. Yeah, it's a little like it's a little tough to watch. Like ev- like you know to power through. Are there like six seasons or something like five seasons? Just like se- seventy episodes of of uh, six feet under. Like that's a tough. That's a tough pot. That's a lot. That's a lot. So uh, so do 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 yeah. yourself a solid and circle back. And if you do like watch, I believe it's season two finale. But it's a Christmas episode. It's uh, it's does all the flashback. It's maybe it's season one finale. It's it's good shit. All right, buddy. Who do you got in your third spot? Okay, six feet under. Six feet had six seasons, uh, so that's six feet over the course of six seasons. That's a total of thirty-six feet. That's thirty-six <laughs> points for Brandana. I like it. This third spot was was tough for me because I feel like I feel like we're probably going to be pretty 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 knotted up on one and two. Yeah. Um, so this one to me was the, the toughest one because there was uh, a lot. Like I almost had to. I almost had to break it up into like <laughs> like. You know, like there were the miniseries, like Band of Brothers and the Pacific, like, mm. but those aren't really shows to me. Those are great miniseries. Sure. And I would also almost put, and I, I know you, you, we've talked about True Detective our list. on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I you know guess. what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would almost put that as like a miniseries because each one of the three seasons have been a different like plotline and subplot and everything like that. So, uh, but I am going to go, I'm going to go with number three. I'm going to go with Lighter Fair. It actually has influenced. Our podcast and our map about you questions. I'm going with Silicon Valley. Silicon. Okay, I haven't seen an episode of it. There's something. What? About, yeah, there's something about HBO comedies that I just I don't know. Like the uh, what was the one that like Ted Danson was in? Like um, Bored to Death. Yeah, with Bored Jason Schwartzman. Like, yes, that's yeah, a Schwartz- good. That's a great one too. And Zach like Galifianakis. The, I mean, like Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm is obviously a home run, but like just a lot of yeah. the 30 minute like comedies I've got into. Okay. Uh, so Silicon Valley, I'm going to say that that's – I give you a lot of points. So if you got into a startup right now, you invest early. Uh, let's just say you uh, – I don't know. You invest $36. Who gives a shit? 36 36 Let's really figure <laughs> out if we can create some separation. All right. I'm gonna, I'll go next. I'm going to go with True Detective because you said it. Like it is kind of like these little miniseries, but it's still like – you know, it's, it's a show that kind of like comes back. So I did count as a show to me. It has, um, I think, sure. episode, episode six, like that single shot that lasts for, I don't know, I think it's like seven, eight minutes or something is still yeah. you know, kind of grabbing. Yeah. This, and it, 
It, uh, so I think different, and we'll talk about our number one shows, which is probably going to be close, which I think really kind of shaped TV. But True Detective, like, came in, like, during the McConaughey or whatever, like, which is awesome. But it also, like, there was a tone, like, kind of a slow, dark, ominous, like, almost like a little supernatural tone that I think we see a sure. lot now that True Detective kind of put on the map and did the best. Yes, I, I, I agree with you on that. Um the tough thing for me on that season was is I felt like with with McConaughey and, you know, time being a flat circle and all this stuff, all, like we were just I, it, it felt almost and I'm not I'm not this is this almost is going to like shit talk true detective. But it almost felt like lost in that respect where it's like I'm waiting for this big thing to happen. And then the finale is them just, you know, chasing this like weird dude yeah. through this like crazy tunnel thing and then shooting him. It didn't pay it off. Like, oh, you I, know I was, what? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you on that 100%. Like, it was like, and yeah. I think that's what everyone said. Like, unlike, again, we'll get into our number ones, but with True Detective, it was building towards his things. And it was like, and he had, I felt like they didn't, like you said, pay some things off. Like, when he hallucinates kind of in that car in like episode, end of episode five or something, and like kind right. of, that didn't really come back. And you're right. Like, at the end, it just kind of turned into like, like, like the last episode was a little bit more buddy cop movie than it was like the tone yeah. of the entire series leading up to it. Yeah, it just felt like it just was like, all right, we're like eight or nine episodes into this, like we yeah. got to get out of here. Like, yeah, we yeah exactly. And then it just the and the last episode is just like you know an episode of NYPD Blue where they catch the bad guy and they like like <laughs> right. lock him up. And right. Yeah, the Jory Orbach stunt casting was weird in that. But anyways, no. Um, I, uh, I I do like it, and I, you know what? I'm much higher, I think, than most people on season two of True Detective. I was like, gonna bring I, that. I, I, like... I want to get your thoughts. Like, I don't like don't sleep on season two. Like, I don't shit on. To me, it's like um, it's like Mario Brothers. Like, I don't know if I told you this before. Like Mario Brothers one. Like, sure. it was just like holy fuck, shit, that's right. awesome. And then like Nintendo right. scurried. They were like, fuck, we better get a sequel out. Just shove it out there. Just see what they think. And then Mario right, Brothers right, two, right. people are like. This ain't even fucking. What is this? This ain't close. And they came back and nailed with Mario Brothers three. So it's like I still like. You can still like two. It just kind of doesn't have that same. It doesn't feel the yeah. same as one. Yeah, it's two is, and that's a great thing about that the, this show. And this is why I put it in that mini miniseries category. Like the Pacific is okay, but Band of Brothers is pretty fucking awesome. So yeah. that's why I kind of like group True Detective all in that same thing. In that same grouping, but you know what? Vince Vaughn in in season two of True Detective is amazing. Like I, yeah. I, I think like I love Vince Vaughn. I, I will I will watch pretty much anything he does. Maybe not yeah. everything he does, uh, but I but in in season two I was like, this is the best acting I think he's ever done. Like he's the he is his, like there is range. Like there's a darkness to him. There's a grit. There's like there's still the kind of the the underpinnings of the Vince Vaughn that we all know and appreciate, but. Yeah, there was something different in this, and I I liked it. Even and Colin, though not everything and Colin, kind of built Colin, Colin Farrell's like he's like he's batting a thousand in that movie. Like he's like yeah. legit awesome. Yeah, the dirty cop, and and give me Rachel McAdams any day of the week. I, I'll watch her. So yeah, yeah for, for those people shitting on season two, look, you're right. Yeah, it's relax. not it's not it's not Mario. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know it's pretty fucking good. In a pinch, you can get through it. I'm right, gonna go number two. All right. No, do, go ahead. Score it up. I'm going to go the eight-minute scene. That's 480 seconds of brilliance. That's 480 points for your boy. For your boy. Ooh. So I I went back and forth many, many, many times on my number two. Sure. And uh, I'm going to have to go with it. Number two, I'm going to have to go with Sopranos. 
Yep. We all talked about it. Six seasons, 86 episodes. It's a little fat. That whole the whole six seasons is a little fat. Go ahead and eat your chips. It's fine. I'm just out here talking. No, I I don't have to. I know have to snack because this is Sopranos is my number one, which you probably could have. Is it? I, I could have gave you the challenge. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Like it was. Uh, you go first though. You you had a year two, and then all. What I'm gonna do we, as we do our show, like the only thing we haven't figured out is just like, oh, if our fucking Neapolitan showdowns don't line up, or I have one in a different <laughs> slot, then we should just cancel the show, turn it off because we can't figure out how to talk right, about it. Right, you right, do right. your pitch, and then I then I got pitches on why this is, you know, if not definitely the best best HBO show, but maybe the best TV show of all time. Sure, and uh, and, and here's why, I, and you can you can talk me into one and two on this one, one sure. or two. But it's it's at, at eighty six episodes. It's a little fat. It gets a little like that last there's season. Some, there's some filler episodes. There's a little bit of filler. There's there, a lot there, of filler episodes. There's yeah, I think and, and filler might be strong. There's some storylines that kind of just you're just like uh, this this, this kind of doesn't have gas. This doesn't. Have gas. But whole but whole but the whole last season basically with Tony like in a coma and then in the like the whole hotel scenes like David Chase a, was I don't think is that the, I don't think that's the last scene or I don't think that's the last season. Or is it the is second it? last season? Yeah, I don't like is the last second, whatever the, it is. Yeah. That's why cuz 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 the last season is so I love this I love the symbolism in like the hotel scene and him dying. I mean there's definitely like there's some sure. episodes I can look that I would be like uh like get rid of this like there's one episode where they try to like parallel like you know it's almost like a little bit of like a history lesson for like Italian Americans. And it just like, it kind of, it just kind of doesn't ring true. Like it's just kind of like being forced in there. I, mm-hmm. there's, there's little shit like that, but it's the symbolism one I like. And I do, I do like the last season because the last season is kind of what you've been waiting for. Like it's right. all these different houses have to go into hiding and it's kind of him in hiding, like trying to figure out like how to take care of his family and how they're going to, they're going to squash this beef. It's, it's super, it's super fascinating. Yeah, the last, the, the last, yeah, the last couple episodes of those, or last like you know four or five episodes, really kind of built to that. Yeah. But I do, I do think you have to give it bonus points for. I don't have to do shit. Like, what's that? I said I don't have to do you shit. Know, you don't have to, you don't have to do <laughs> I shit. I can score. Yeah. Don't tell me what I'm giving bonus points for. Don't have to, but you do have to give the Sopranos bonus points. The same thing that like Game of Thrones has, like, caught the attention nationally. Sopranos has d- did that for HBO back in the day. Like everyone paid attention. Like yeah. I remember watching. Everyone was watching that final episode in real time. Yep. And I remember the collective "what the fuck" yep. from everybody thinking that their cable went out the very last minute of that that show. Yeah. So I want to talk about two things. So I will say that the. And it, I'm I'm not the first one to bring up this point, but the collective the. The nation, the country, watching a TV show together, like they're actually being a live event. And uh, O Dog brings this up sometimes, but there's just kind of like a live event that you turn tune into, like a Super Bowl. Like Super right. Bowls after this Game of Thrones thing, like that's kind of gonna be it. Like it's hard to picture with just all the content out there, something else that like everyone's watching. And I like is Game of Thrones that last show? And I'll say that Sopranos. So these are two questions: Is Game of Thrones that last show? Dog ear that, and then. To me, Sopranos gets the hats off because it put on the map like a little bit of that HBO watching where just our opinion of HBO just was just like, this is like, this is a whole nother level. This ain't ABC, this ain't CBS, this is, they're playing by a different fucking set of rules. And it's also, I mean, we get into it, I still want to talk about the ending. It was the, you know, the invention of the anti-hero. Like, 
I don't think there's a Breaking Bad, at least not to the level there is without the Sopranos. Because it's like someone had to have the balls and being like, we're going to make our lead guy be like, he's not sociopathic, but be like basically a fucking like murderer that like, like an adulterer that like cheats on his wife that's just like, like right. fucking graze every line. And we're going to trust that people tune into that and root for this guy. Yeah, no, uh, you're 100% right. It's the first time that we've seen anything like that where it's like, how how do we find how do we find ourselves compelled to root for this evil character on yeah. TV every Sunday night? Exactly. Like how do we do it? And I definitely think with all the great television out there, I I don't think it's going to be the last. Like I don't think Game of Thrones or Sopranos will be this last like you know, universal, we're all well, watching this together. Then, I mean, then what's what's behind? Like, it would have to be something that's in, like, season two or three now, right? Or is there just going to be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a little time to gather that momentum also. And I just, I don't think there's a show right now that, I mean, there's plenty of a lot of good sure. shows that are people watching, but nothing but Game of Thrones didn't, But Game of Thrones didn't pick up right after Sopranos was over. I mean, there was plenty no, of No, no, I, I know. I didn't, say, I didn't say that, but I think Sopranos, there wasn't, Around that time of HBO, like there's been a lot more right. shows we could all watch together because there was, you know, there there wasn't HBO wasn't competing with the Netflix like a Hulu uh, and Amazon. And I'm I'm just saying like for Game of Thrones, this last season is going to be an event where we're all watching at the la- like the same time. I don't see that right. next TV show. Yeah, I, yeah. On on regular cable, it's going to be tough. I think you're going to have to like like you said, like a Hulu or an Amazon Prime or something like that. Even well, maybe. even that's even going to be tough. You know, maybe yeah. You 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 have to see somebody that with a little like mass appeal that's going to cut through, you know, and and show everything and not not censor themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because what, what was it? Yeah, what was Event TV like? I mean, I think Sopranos definitely had like lost. I think is up there as far as like just everyone's just right. fucking watching it. Uh, like Game of Thrones, definitely there. I don't, I don't think Amazon and Hulu had had theirs. Mad Men, definitely not. I mean, Mad Men's in my top five of all time, but it's you know it, not everybody was watching it. I think The Wire, not. I mean, because the most popular no, thing yeah, to that's say the thing is, is, is like, is, have you watched The Wire? No. Oh, you gotta watch The Wire, which is yeah. <laughs> oh shit, The Wire's not on our the fucking wire. list. Oh, uh, The Wire's not your number one. There we go. The, yeah, the wires. I'll do my challenge. Exactly. I'll do my challenge. Yes. Your number one's wire. Am I right? <laughs> You're hundred percent right, sir. I <laughs> yeah. thought we were going to be dialed up. I thought we were going to be both dialed up. I one, kinda, two. Sopranos, oh, that's wire. funny. Like it, it's so like in the vein of the wire to accidentally overlook the wire. I need to watch that a second yes. time. Also, you need to. the 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 only thing is, is that I like that the difference between to me the wire, even though there's like holes in both of them. Yeah. Because um, again, you have these antiheroes. Because no one's really, you don't really root for anyone. Like, um, like the cops, you're not really like 100 percent in on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Avon, you know, uh, Stringer, like all these guys. You're not. These guys are all in that same vein, right? Like they're all a little like they're all a little dirty. How? Oh my god, that's a great point. How much is season two of The Wire like season two of fucking True Detective? It's another Mario two. It's just like. What, we're going to the docks? Like, where's all the fucking yes. people I just met the first season? And they're kind of in the right. world, but you don't really see And it's like, I want what the fuck's going on with McNulty? And you had, like, a whole, like, <laughs> like you were sent to house arrest right. in the dock for a season. You're like, all right, season three. Can I, good. We're getting back to all these Let's fucking get back. people. Yeah, let's bring it back. Sorry, yes, I was, yes, I was exactly. way on the outskirts 
on the east side of town. <laughs> it's like on the die. I was right. lost for a year. Now I'm back. Right. It was like it was like you're in like a like a Grand Theft Auto, and you're like, I'm. Why am I stuck on this board? <laughs> why, why I can't get I out of here. Why am I fucking stuck here? Go get, yeah, I'm exactly. doing this little side mission. Like get back to the main mission. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's the, that. That is the big Achilles heel of of the Wire is season two, but for but like you said, for an Achilles heel, like ain't that bad? It's it's good watching. It's not, you just Season two is good. I, I think my only sorry to interrupt you, brother. Uh, I'll let you do your pitch. My only, um, I'm not as, I'm not as high on the the kids. And I know like the kids season. I think is season four. I think that's like a lot three. of people's favorites. It's season three. Yeah. Okay. Three. Yeah. Uh, I think it's three. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not as gigantic. Like I lo- I love the main storyline. I think it's maybe a little bit of your problem with the Sopranos. Like I definitely like there's. When we kind of jog off to these like the kids storyline stuff, like I'm not as I'm not as gigantic on it. Yeah, and I get that. I I understand it, but it is it's such compelling. Yeah, it is. Television. It's so amazing to watch, and it's really done well. Like, there's not a lot of wasted space. It's five seasons. It's only sixty episodes, so you're you're you really don't have a wasted episode in there. Where like I feel with Sopranos, that was the one thing that like kind of put me back over on them going as number two and plus like all right let's go back to sopranos and maybe this is why it should be my number one too because i want to talk about sopranos walk me through your your opinion of the last episode thank you thank what you for happened? asking that thank you for asking that yeah. um the last episode i don't know if there's anything when you watch a movie you're just like oh i know that opinion of a movie and then like you, it's not usually you like you're just like five years later you're still thinking about it and eventually like you love the movie like right i think that last episode I didn't get it, but also like, right. I wasn't like, I wasn't, you know, I had too much hubris or whatever to be like, I don't get it. Like I should wait. I was just like, Oh, that's not, like, that's lazy. That sucks. And then like you go back and you really like Tony was hundred percent killed. Like there, yep. there's, there's so many references to like never hearing it. Like it's just going to happen. And then it's not like, I'm sure like if you're a Sopranos fan, you couldn't help but go to the site. And I think there's a new Sopranos book out that I, that I want to get that would be wild that has, like, an interview that it doesn't, like, give away the ending, uh, like, uh, the creator. Like, he doesn't get into it. David Chase, right? Yeah, David Chase. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't get into the end, but it, like, opens it up a little bit more. But it's just, like, everything's set up. Like, the, the way the camera, like, acknowledges so you kind of know whose POV you're looking through. And then, like, the guy, the just the weird guy in the, like, the members-only jacket. They go a lot deeper with, right. like, the, the painting in the background and, like, the, the Boy Scouts represent this. Like, I'm not worried about all that, but I do think, like, he was shot on the side of the head. And he never – and that explains yeah. just why everything goes black and you don't you don't hear anything. And, it's, and you don't – yeah. It's, it's I, ballsy I, I, and it's fucking great. Yeah, it's super ballsy because everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and David Chase has historically said that he knew that this ho- this is how this show was going to end for him. He knew how it was going to end. And uh, I remember shortly thereafter, the internet was a buzz. Uh, the internet was the wholesome internet that we don't know. No Twitter. Don't remember anything like that. And uh, I, I remember finding this website where this guy literally did like a scene for scene breakdown of it, basically trying to prove his point that Tony, in fact, was killed. And some mm-hmm. of those points that you mentioned, the one thing that always stood out to me, and I, I have to go back and watch this to see if this is true. But he made mention of like they were eating onion rings 
and he's like they they even ate them as like like communion wafers like he's like yeah. you've never seen anybody like eat a, a an onion ring where they just put it like whole in their mouth like everyone takes a bite out of it this one and he's like and so those little things are like intentional like and you work a production brand Dana, you know this like you don't sit there and be like oh just yeah just stuff the whole thing in your mouth like well why that's not how people really eat onion rings yeah. well this is why so it was one of those things where I was like, oh, maybe there is some credence behind this where Tony got shot. Uh, and it has to be. I also think, I, I think if you're doing that last scene and someone that's like obsessed with the details like, you know, David Chase, there's, there's no way you're closing the chapter on this television series that has, that you're bringing like the entire world on a journey on and then just like, just kind of like every fucking shot, every second of every shot, like they definitely dialed in on. It all, it all means something. Right. You, I, I think this is, I think the audience is out there, hands down. You got this one. Oh, also too, they're spinning it off. They actually are doing a Sopranos movie with like Junior when they're young and like uh, Tony Soprano's dad. I guess Tony Senior. I can't remember. Yeah. They're doing a. They're doing a. They're doing a movie of this. Oh, are you fucking with me? No, I'm not fucking with you. All right. Okay. It'll be. It'll be interesting. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, of course I'm in. Uh, all right, brother. Yeah, I did block you on that successful block. Boom. Get down. Get the wire right back in your face. That is a Brandana <laughs> victory. Uh, all right, buddy. we got a little time left. Let's fly through Brandana Gambling Corner. Bring us to that jam. Everybody, we are up against it, but we can't keep... Brother, I want my gambling corner. We can't just keep pushing it off. We can't keep pushing it off because you have opinions about Magic Johnson, where he's going with all that Lakers bullshit at the top of the show. We need some of this time, and I can't waste this time anymore by explaining how you need to give me time for it, so I'll run through the odds. We are talking... So we have uh, playoff basketball, which has started Saturday, Sunday. By the time you listen to this, uh, I think all the matches will play the first games. Here's the odds real fast. Uh, and I want to know where you want to put your money and why. We had Warriors at four to nine, Bucks at thirteen to two, Raptors at nineteen to two, Rockets eleven to one, Celtics sixteen to one, Seventy Sixers sixteen to one, Nuggets eighteen to one, Thunder thirty-five to one, Trail Blazers forty to one, and it just gets bigger from there. Where you put your money and why, brother? Oh, don't cut off at my. My juicy jazz picks at sixty to one. You stopped. You just stopped yourself. I did. Yeah, I only had. So here's. I didn't want. Here's, I had to here's, consolidate time. Exactly. So let me make a, a quick case for my Utah Jazz, and maybe it's just me just trying to speak this into existence. Because when we had our when That's we had our that. beloved pod friend Tom Fleming on here to talk about NBA way back in the day, and I threw out there a little a little Utah Jazz sneaking into the Western Conference Finals. You know, I, I just hinted it. I hinted it. You did. The Utah Jazz sitting at the fifth seed in the West has has been the hottest team, one of the hottest teams. I think there's probably Utah them Jazz is so Rock. hot right now. They are super hot right now. Um, guess how many games that they've lost since January 9th? Utah Jazz since January 9th. Uh, right, I so will go... a little bit before the All Star break, like a month before the All Star break. Mm. I'm gonna go with fifteen. 
15. You're close. They've lost 11 games. They're 30 wow. and 11 30 since and January 11. 9th. 30 and 11. They're 18 and 7 and since the All Star break. 8 and 2. They have the second best defensive rating and with advanced metrics. They're only they're middling about 15th in the offense. Yeah. But you know what? Like since the All Star break, they have been laying a waste to teams. Uh, like I said, 18 and 7. The, the shitty thing is, is they they drew. Yeah, it's the fucking probably Rockets. the hottest team, the fucking Rockets. They got to go through this the Rockets, the, and then they got to go through Golden State, and that's just and to they, get to the conference championship. And this is just to get to the conference championship, which, which bums me out. But I'm saying, if I'm looking at sixty to one, and I got a hundred bucks to spend, and I'm 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 like the guy from Texas Tech out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who never thought it was going to happen? Right. With the second defense, and and you know, hey. Defense, we've, we've defense wins championship. Cliche work alert. You know what I mean? At least getting you there, like fucking throw a hundred bucks on the Jazz, man. Okay, so here's here's my argument about this, and this is why, like, yes. uh, I'm a little bit more. I'm looking at maybe Raptors at nineteen to two, which is a little bit of that ten to one. Uh, I yeah. like, you know, I like the fact that you know they're not going to get a Golden State or a Houston until they're right. in that championship game. Which would be nice. I, here's here's my big thing. All right, so and I sent you this stat, and thanks for just sitting on it. But the big thing about NBA basketball is, I think you know we always go around on this, and we never thought it was football. It finds the truest champion, the best mm-hmm. team that year wins the championship more likely than not. It's just really really hard for just kind of a team to upset another team, you know, for like a seven game series. So since like in the last thirty five years. I know you know how many, but there's been 10 teams that have won the championship in the last 35 years. Compare that to the NFL where 10 teams, it's only been like 16 years. So there's a lot more of just kind of a, a rotating group sure. of who got it. Like in basketball, it's just like, it's just hard. Teams are like, like teams be, like that belong there, rise to the top. Right. That's, exactly. that's why to me, it's just it's like, it's like maybe a long shot in you know, you do the NFL at the beginning of the year, or you maybe do a long shot in the NCAA tournament this year. Not a great example, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, there's, uh, it just, it's one long shot I'm kind of not interested in when it comes to NBA, yeah. like finals basketball. But then, but then put your money on the Warriors, and it's like, well, what's, where's the exactly? Path? Yeah, that's, that's what, you that's know what, what I mean? makes it so, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Raptors, and I was all high on the, on the Raptors, but I just, I just don't think, like, I think it obviously, in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to be Bucks Raptors. I think I feel very confident in that fact because I, I just don't see. Like I mean, even even like the 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 76ers, which are pretty low. Like it's it's odd to me that the 76ers are above like the two seed in the West, the Nuggets, and like a lot of the West teams, like the two and the three seed, and then the Rockets are at eleven to one. But just goes to show you that like yeah. I think here's the thing: like out of that Western Conference, like the that Golden State, I think, unfortunately, shout out Tom Fleming. Sorry, they're beating the Clippers. Like, I, I, I don't think, like, I think the Clippers make it competitive, but I think four two, they get out of there four one. Like, I think the Clippers steal a game, maybe two, but the Warriors are coming out of there. But that Raptors Jazz series is going to be wild. Like, yeah. that could go. I feel like that could go seven. It could come right down to the very minute of it, and then whoever wins that then faces off the Warriors. Whoever comes out of that, those three teams—the Warriors, the Jets—they're going to the East, the, the Western. They're going to the finals. Like that's the team that goes to the final that makes it through that gauntlet. And I'm not 100 percent sure that it's going to be the Warriors. I'm just not. 
Because yeah, the, yeah. This, okay. is the, this is the, this is the yeah. most, like, weak we've seen a Warriors team in a while. Yeah, so and crazier it, uh, things have happened. So on this east side also, like, let, uh, riddle me this, my man. Like, would, would sure. either of these four teams in the finals surprise you in the least? The Bucks. The Celtics, the 76ers, the Raptors. I know those are the top four, but that seems like a, that seems like a coin flip. That seems like draw a team out of a hat. Like it seems like the Celtics, while they've been disappointing, what happens I think with these teams is like they've been disappointing. Then that gives them a lower seed, and it kind of gives them a path to just raise a little bit of hell. And I mean, like 76ers, right. like maybe not like the Celtics have enough talent where I think they could kind of gel. The 76ers, like not as much. They seem like a little herky jerky and like. I don't like in, in playoff basketball. I, I don't I, I don't I don't like uh, Jimmy Butler. I just I don't like someone right. that's a little me basketball like coming in on like when you have to like run real series against good teams. And that's the thing is is so. Two things with the 76ers. Joel Embiid doubtful for game one. Okay. Yeah. Against a, against a against a, um, you know a team that. The Nets are a little plucky. Like I, like the the Nets and the and the Seventy Sixers is like a size versus speed matchup. I mean, I know the, the 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 Nets have some bigs too, and they can they can do some things. I think it'll be interesting. And if if Embiid isn't there, it really changes the dynamic of their offense. Like the Seventy Sixers are not as dominant as people tend to think that they are. Yeah, I mean, they tend tend to think of the names of like. Simmons, who can't shoot. You got Tobias Harris, big guy. I mean, like they're just a big team. You got, you've got uh, Redick who can shoot, but you eliminate, you take away Embiid out of that mix, mm-hmm. and it's not as scary as it once was before. Like you put you put Embiid a healthy Embiid, he lays a waste to the Nets. Like he destroys the Nets. It's not even funny. And, but you take him away from that, it, it limits their offense. And they're not that solid of an offensive team without him. Let me get to my stats here. I'm just trying to pull yeah, up some they, stuff here. They're not, man. They don't really – they just kind of, like, don't have that alpha dog. They don't have somebody that can just, like, fucking take it over. Like, I know, like, we all love, you know, Simmons' and skill set. But, yeah, I mean, that, that shooting is missing. Like, Butler is just kind of like, like a wild card going to do his thing. It just doesn't feel like team basketball. And I think, you know, I, I think – I don't know. What, what do you think about the Celtics? And like the last couple of minutes we have, the last couple of minutes that we have, the Celtics. I think uh, I think there's too much dysfunction in there, Kyrie and all that stuff. I think uh, I don't think it was what it was last year, and I think I, I, I think losing Marcus Smart kind of changes some things defensively for them, and I think kind of takes a guy that like loses their edge a little bit, um, and then you know Kyrie, uh, who, he might be a little checked out, so. You know, they go and they play against a Pacers team that's kind of just, they're middling, they're kind of worn down. And, uh, but going up, here's the thing the Bucks are on fire. The Bucks are yeah. ready to go. Chris Middleton is fired up. He is ready to, like, all he talks about is knowing that you got to win an NBA playoff series. Like, you ain't shit in this league unless you win a playoff series. And they haven't won one. And, yeah. Giannis is is on a different level right now, and, and there's no one that can stop. I mean, there is no one that can stop Giannis, and Giannis can defend everyone in the league. There isn't one person he can't defend. So I see him. I see them. Unfortunately, just destroy. I four zero with the Pistons. Book it, and then 
you know, they get a, a, a tired Pacers team that's playing above their head or they get a, you know, kind of fractured Celtics team. Okay, book it. And then potentially uh, Ooh, a, a Raptors that. team in, the, in that Ooh, conference finals. Shit. Don't overlook, um, you know, if you guys do want to gamble on the long shots, don't overlook putting the money, starting out with whatever number you want to start out with. Like if you are going to follow my boy M.A., which I advise you do, and get that jazz money in at 50 to 1. Was it 50 to 1 or 60 to 1? 60. 60, 60 to 1. 60 to 1. Don't overlook that. You know, you can kind of do the same thing at $500. Their odds of, you know, coming out of this series is, you know, and, and winning this series is, I mean, they're probably favored, but you double up that number and then you put that same on the Golden State and double up that, double up that. If you think they're going to be underdogs four times in a row, which with the map, they, the roadway they have to get there, it does look like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but you're, you're 100% right. I mean, it's the proven franchises that get it. But, I mean, it, you know, the, the the Warriors weren't there, and then the Warriors yeah. were that tenth team. So I like it. it's it it's 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 bound to change, but it you know, and the Bucks could be there too. But um, yeah, what do you think? Your who who do you think the kind of Final Four, the Eastern Western Western Conference? Who do you like? I will hit that real fast. I'm gonna go with uh, I will. I'm not gonna get as nuts as you. I'll go the Golden State Warriors. And then on that other side, uh, I'll give it to the uh, – that's tough. Down there, like the bottom of the West, Trailblazer, Blazers, Thunder, and then Nuggets and Spurs. Right. All right, I'm, I'm going to go Golden State. I'm going to go – I'll go Spurs from experience. I'll go – I'll go the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to go the Celtics. Oh, that's not the final. I'm giving too many teams. That's like eight teams. All right, uh, <laughs> Golden State, Spurs, Celtics, Raptors. You think the Celtics, eh? Okay, you're big on the Celtics. I right. am, man. There's uh, just like that's a, that's a really fucking talented team, and like if uh, it is if, when they're when they're firing on all cylinders and they actually can they pull it together? Can Kyrie's you know Kyrie Irving's experience like galvanize them? Which it's been doing the exact fucking opposite. But like, can he just kind of like take over, lead a little bit, and can they put it run? together? I like it. I yeah. like it. I think. I think. Uh, I think Bledsoe, and if they get Brogdon back and Miritich back, which I think that they're supposed to for the Bucks, uh, I like them. I like Bucks Raptors. I think we're, you know, I think we both like that Raptors at the two spot. Yeah. Um, I know. I said th- that I like the Jazz. So I'm going to stick with the Jazz coming Good out. Good for you. Running that gauntlet, getting out there. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, Donovan Mitchell. I like it. Um, I think it would be nuts. I think it would shock the world. And then I'm going to go with the Trailblazers. Trailblazers? You go with the Trailblazers. Yes. Nice. Because Trailblazers, you... Rockets, Jazz, three of the hottest right, so put, teams in the league right now. So put theoretical dollars on that. And if the Jazz do get to that final four and you got them in those odds you're talking about, I'm going to really teach you about hedging your bet, brother. We're going to do a <laughs> real big lesson on hedging. All right, guys. Uh, this has been the MAB Sports Podcast, episode 15. D9. We ran through a lot of fun shit. Send us an email at mavsportspodcast at gmail.com. Tag us in your Game of Thrones party. Let us know your thoughts. We want to know. We want to yeah. be there. Show us what's going on. We want to hear. We want to hear about it. See what's going on. Uh, MVPs House of the Week. Real podcast. Fast. I have, uh, I gave it to Virginia. Congratulations on your championship. There's only one fucking way that you can come back after being the only team ever to lose to a 16 seed, and that's winning 
the whole fucking thing. So congratulations, Virginia Cavaliers. I like it. I'm going to go with uh, my MVP. I'm going to go on the science tip. I'm going to go with uh, Dr. Katie Bowman. Or Bowman. Uh, she's a 29-year-old computer scientist whose algorithm helped us capture the first image of a black hole. Good That's on you, right. Dr. Bowman. Uh, which inherently led to all your hard work, all your hours, your three years of labor with the Event Horizon uh, Telescope Project led to 100,000 memes that came out of it. So good work for you. That's, <laughs> that's what you get with sports. your... Love it. We love sports right. and we love nerds. Hats off. Uh, guys, <laughs> we have lots of topics coming up. Like I said, uh, hit us up. Have a great weekend. We are right at time. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Nomad Bears, today is April 15th, so make sure you get your W pods in there to Uncle Map. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.